First Chronicles 29, beginning with verses 12 and 13. These are the words of David where he says, Both riches and honor come from you, you being the Lord, of course, and you reign over all. In your hand is power and might. In your hand it is to make great and to give strength to all. Now, therefore, our God, we thank you and praise your glorious name. Flip over to Daniel chapter 2 and verse 23. Daniel 2 and verse 23, Daniel says, I thank you and praise you, O God of my fathers. You have given me wisdom and might and have now made known to me what we asked of you, for you have made known to us the king's demand. We'll talk about that a little bit more here in just a moment. Let's flip over to John chapter 11 and verse 41. It says in John eleven forty one, Then they took away the stone from the place where the dead man was lying, and Jesus lifted up his eyes and said, Father, I thank you that you have heard me. Let's bow our heads together and ask the Lord to bless us tonight. Heavenly Father, we do thank you, Lord, for your blessings, for your goodness, for your provision, for your mercies, Father, for your loving kindness, all the things that you are and do for us. We thank you for these things. Lord, always help us simply to do as you tell us to. And Lord, what you have earned and deserved from us, help us always to have a spirit, an attitude of thankfulness. We give you the glory tonight and ask for you to begin that in our hearts tonight if it hasn't already been so, Lord, and deepen it in us if it has. We praise you and thank you. Bless this word to us, I pray, in the name of Jesus. Amen. Simple, simple common thread as you see there in our uh, these passages we just read, simply thanking the Lord, and, and I guess I could leave it at that, but we'll go a little bit farther with thanking God. I think everyone can agree that thanking the Lord is important. Certainly we have a couple of months left before that day that we set aside where we think about being thankful and gratitude and those sorts of things in November. But I think that any time of year, any day, any moment, if we're looking at ourselves and considering things sincerely and honestly, we recognize the rightness of being grateful to the Lord, that it's appropriate and not only appropriate, but it's absolutely necessary for the child of God. If he wants to honor the Lord and be the child of God that he's intended and should be, he needs to be grateful, he needs to be thankful to the Lord. It's obedience to be thankful. The Word of God tells us that in everything by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, uh, let your requests be made known to God. So, of course, it's what we should do. It's His instruction and His direction for us as part of that perfecting work that He's doing in each one of us is to draw out and elicit that gratitude that should come so, not naturally, so supernaturally in the new man, but it doesn't always come. Uh, it's what we should do. And so our thought tonight uh, is certainly to be grateful, but not just that we should thank him, but when. When we should thank him. And not just saying all the time we should thank him, but just particularly, again, uh, it seems a couple of these lessons here recently, we've been considering how it applies to our prayer life, particularly on these Friday nights, and particularly, especially in our prayers, in our prayer life as we come before the Lord, when we should thank him. Now, as children... We learn, and as parents, we teach those children to say please and thank you. Oftentimes, we present it in that order, too. We always teach our kids to say please and thank you. Please, when you're asking for something, thank you when you have received what you asked for. If you didn't see our title slide, it's called Thank You and Please. Uh, And I did that intentionally, because to get right down to it, 
As soon as we wake up in the morning, we wake up in a state of indebtedness to the Lord. It just is what it is. We wake up. Now, there are different people. I see them post here and there, and I've heard different people say, I woke up this morning, I realized I was breathing, and so I needed to be thankful that I wasn't on the other side of the dirt. Well, to be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord for the child of God. So I'll be thankful in that moment, too. So I'm not just being thankful because I'm alive one more day. I have one more uh, moment to breathe. No, we wake up entirely indebted to him for everything that he's done for us thus far and everything that he is working in us and everything that he's promised he will do for us. We wake up and it doesn't matter. Getting well ahead of myself. But it doesn't matter if the Lord never did another thing for us. And this is absolute, I mean, basic fundamental truth. If he never never did another thing for us, another single provision Well, we'd have all the justification to praise him for all eternity, just for what he has done, only for what he has done for us, which is everything. He's done everything. Every good and perfect gift comes down from our Heavenly Father. We understand this. So we can agree, I believe, that every moment that we live and breathe, as soon as we wake up, we wake up in a state of entire indebtedness, of debt to him. We owe him everything. And so consequently, you know, listen... I've been in difficult situations where I didn't have any time to do anything but just say, Lord, help me. Or to cry out to him, Lord, I'm asking for this. Lord, please do this. But it has become, it's become my habit even. Uh, and I think rightly so. I'm not pointing to myself, just pointing at the propriety of it. Rightly so, when I seek the Lord in any kind of formal manner, in any kind of time set aside... Man, the first thing that I do is I praise him and I thank him. It's thank you before please. Thank you for everything that you've done to this point. Thank you for all of the provisions that you've made. Thanks for answering the prayers, perhaps not in the manner which I would have requested. Perhaps not at all what I asked for, but thank you for this before I even have the, so perhaps I could say audacity of saying, please, let's keep this going. I do find myself feeling when I pray to him oftentimes, Lord, please help us. Please bless us. Please do this. And I think, again, not false humility, absolute humility. I don't, you, we don't deserve it. We don't deserve the right to come before him, except that Jesus bought the right for us to do that and made us deserving and made us worthy. And so we do. But we need to, must maintain that humility as we come before him, that gratitude. That attitude of thankfulness before the Lord. Uh, when we read those things, we read some examples here. These three, all these three dear ones in the Lord, certainly beginning with David there in First Chronicles chapter 29. This was after preparing Solomon and Israel, or in the process of preparing Solomon and Israel for the, uh, the building and construction of the temple. David had sought the Lord and brought uh, the materials that he had collected for that temple's construction. He was getting ready to ask him for even more things. In verse 18, O Lord God of Abraham, Isaac, and Israel, our fathers, keep this forever in the intent of the thoughts of the heart of your people. That willingness to offer God, of their substance, to offer to God whatever that he would require in order to do his will, naturally speaking. He asked for them to maintain those thoughts and that intent, that purpose. David asked them to fix their, or asked the Lord to fix their heart toward him. He's asking these things. Give my son Solomon a loyal heart to keep your commandments. Listen, man, I asked the Lord. I asked the Lord to help my kids. I asked the Lord to help your kids. 
I ask the Lord to help each one of you all. This is a valid request. You're no more deserving than I am of the Lord's blessing. Right? So you're just as indebted, and yet, well, we intercede for one another and pray one for another. And that's what David was doing for his son here. Give my son Solomon a loyal heart to keep your commandments and your testimonies and your statutes to do all these things and to build the temple for which I've made provision. But first... But first, as he opened up that prayer, that's what we see in 1 Chronicles 29, verse 12. First, he praised God. First, he thanked God for him or for everything that he had already done for them. Uh, he was already indebted. It was recognized. Both riches and honors, honor come from you, he identifies. You reign over all. He's praising the Lord. In your hand is power and might. Let me let you know before we go any step further. That I know, I know the truth. In your hand it is to make great and give strength and to give strength to all. Now, therefore, our God, before you even provide anything else for us, and certainly before we come and ask you for anything further, we thank you and praise your glorious name. Daniel did the same in Daniel chapter 2, that passage that we read. He'd gone to the Lord, asked his three friends to go to the Lord, seeking a miracle. Nebuchadnezzar had... Well, let's read in verse 5 what Nebuchadnezzar had done. The king answered and said to the Chaldeans after he had this dream of his, My decision is firm. If you do not make known the dream to me and its interpretation, you shall be cut in pieces, and your house shall be made an ash heap. However, if you tell me the dream, or tell the dream and its interpretation, you shall receive from me gifts, rewards, and great honor. Therefore, tell me the dream and its interpretation. Something rather difficult, something rather, well, impossible, naturally speaking. And God gave it to Daniel and gave it to him entirely. And so, David led off, or not David, but Daniel led off his prayer as we read there a moment ago in verse 23. I thank you. I thank you and praise you. O God of my fathers, you have given me wisdom and might and have now made known to me what we have asked of you. For you have made known to us the king's demand. He had been praying. He recognized he had asked and all of these things. And when it was given to him, he made sure that it was plain, that he recognized and he identified the Lord. Uh, and what he had done for them. Now in John chapter 11, we see that final presentation there that we looked at. John chapter 11, verse 41. Now you understand Jesus is a little bit different than Daniel and David in that he's the Son of God. So he's much different, but not entirely different. Uh, you understand that the Son of God, albeit being God himself, Jesus was always thankful to his Father. Always was. Verbalized it. Clearly in a number of different places, but where we picked it up in the 11th chapter of John was there at the tomb of Lazarus before asking a thing of him. Now we know what he was going to ask, and he didn't really even ask, he just commanded because he had that authority and he had that communion and communication and fellowship in the, well, the okay, I guess you could say, from his father. But before he made any statement there to Lazarus in that powerful moment, he just said simply, what was true? They took away the stone from the place where the dead man was lying, and Jesus lifted up his eyes and said, Father, I thank you that you have heard me. He went on and said a number of different things, but he said, I know that you always hear me. And he was grateful for it. The Son of God was grateful that his Father, whom he knew so well, had an intimate and personal and dear communion and fellowship with him. He was grateful, and he expressed that. Uh, made it very plain. And he was right in doing this, right in knowing that his father did always hear him. His father was always listening, and Jesus was grateful for it. 
How can we not be, right? How can we not express our thanks? Now, I could give you other examples of different people throughout Scripture thanking God even, but doing so in pretense. I'm not going to turn there. I feel led kind of just skip that portion in Luke 18 where the Pharisee said, Thank you, Lord, that I'm not like this man. But you know what I'm, where I'm going with that. People thanking in pretense and being pretentious and in false in it, not meaning to thank you, Lord, for anything other well, than actually kind of thanking themselves or at least putting a real nasty spin on that gratitude to the Lord. That's not how or who we are supposed to be. So, understand we're at a running deficit before the Lord all the time. Always in the hole, so to speak, if you're just looking at just simple debt, we're always indebted Him. But God be thanked, as Paul said in Romans chapter 6 and verse 17, and we'll close with this passage. God be thanked that you were slaves of sin, yet you obeyed from the heart that form of doctrine to which you were delivered because of His enabling, and because of God's allowing, and because of His authorship of that faith in our hearts, we were able to be delivered. And having been set free from sin, you became slaves of righteousness. So just consider, saints, consider when you last prayed. You know, sometimes it's just nice to be pragmatic about it and practical about it. What did I pray for last? When I spoke with the Lord this morning and I knelt down by my bed before I got to work, before I went to school, did I ask Him for something? Did I ask Him for a good day? Did I ask Him to help me be strengthened for this situation, that test, that encounter, whatever the case may be? What did He do in that? Thank Him for it. When you kneel down, take an inventory of those prayers that you have experienced in the past, that you've set up and sent up to Him asking for different things. How did He answer those things? Consider and remember those things. I've said in, oh, a number of times in the past. Write those things down. Even if they were disappointing things, write them down. And you'll find that over time, as you see the Lord dealing with you and teaching you and things, that they aren't so disappointing when the Lord doesn't answer our prayers the way we would like Him to. Be sure to thank Him for those things. And then consider how He's blessed and done things for you that you've never even asked for. Never even thought to approach Him with. And yet He so lovingly did for you. And be sure to thank Him for those things. Always, saints, when you're given the opportunity, say thank you before you say please. Identify who He is. Praise Him for who He is recognize that he listens, that he cares, that he delivers and does all those things and say thank you before you say please.